Welcome to Bitcoins and Gravy, episode number 103. At the time of this recording, Bitcoins are trading at $6,359 each, and everybody's favorite decentralized platform token, BTS, also known as BitShares, is trading at a buyer's market price of only 12 cents each. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Now that's gravy. Welcome to Bitcoins and Gravy, and thanks for joining me as I podcast from Nashville, Tennessee, the Bitcoin epicenter of the world. I'm your host, John Barrett, here with my trusty dog, Maxwell, right by my side. Say hello, Maxwell. (laughs) We're two Bitcoin fanatics who love talking with people about Bitcoin and sharing what we learn with you, the listener. Long-time listeners, thank you for your loyalty to the show, and new listeners, we hope you enjoy the show. On today's show, I am privileged to be speaking with Luke Sykes, the co-owner of Platforms Virtual Reality and Gaming Cafe, right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Luke helps bring us up to speed about what a VR gaming cafe has to offer and about how it's much, much more than most people think it is. He also invites the Nashville community to come try a VR experience and a great selection of craft beers on tap. Listeners, on a beautiful Saturday morning here in Nashville, Tennessee, I am thrilled to welcome into the Treehouse Studio a young man who is bringing Nashville into the 21st century. Please put your hands together and give a warm, warm welcome for Luke Sykes. Luke is the co-owner of Platforms, Nashville's newest and best virtual reality and gaming cafe that now accepts Bitcoin payments. Luke Welcome to Bitcoins and Gravy. Thank you for having me, John. Yes, sir. It's great to have you here. So I thought it might be best if we went back in time first and tell our listeners, if you would, how you first got involved in virtual reality. You know, virtual reality hasn't really been around that long, so I know that your background is going to go earlier than that, maybe into gaming, possibly. Yes. And listeners, of course, I'm not talking about blackjack and the like when i mentioned gaming i am talking about playing video games so uh take it away luke tell us your background tell us where you came from and bring us up to the present day where you and your nephew aiden opened platforms here in nashville for the record i do enjoy blackjack <laughs> <laughs> hey there's nothing wrong with that i do too i'm, I'm horrible at gambling but yeah, i do enjoy I, it 
<laughs> I stay away from putting too much money into it. But it's probably smart. <laughs> um, so actually, my history is pretty long with virtual reality because back in the early '90s, there were video game arcades that came out with virtual reality experiences. And they were very, very expensive, both hardware and software-wise for the arcade, and also for the consumer, very expensive. You know, like $10 for a five-minute experience back mm. then. And 10 bucks back then was even more than 10 bucks now. But I, I was enthralled with it. I thought it was amazing that um, it could kind of trick my mind into thinking I was somewhere else. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, there's the word I'll use is jank. It was janky. <laughs> it was not very good technology, even though it was the best at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, these days we have much, much more compelling experiences from much better uh, hardware and software. That was my first experience with it. And also there was a, a small little, I guess you would call it a console released by Nintendo called the Virtual Boy. Hmm. That was also in the, I think, mid-90s. I can't remember exactly the year. It was a headache-inducing experience if you did it too long because it was a black screen with red graphics. Everything was red. Hmm. Uh, and it was all vectors. So it, it wasn't even polygons. Uh, it was just the, the lines, the vectors hmm. uh, to create shapes. But, you know, they were trying very hard to get people into that three-dimensional other world experience. Hmm. And then that technology went away. Nobody was focusing on it, at least not out in the public. There's mm -hmm. been a lot of focus and research in the area of virtual reality for years now. Mm -hmm. But it's all been behind the scenes. And then it came back into the limelight in uh, about 2012 when uh, Oculus was announced. Uh, the Palmer Lucky, if you know that character, it became, a, I think it was Kickstarter, became a wildly accepted and uh, funded Kickstarter. Hmm. And apparently some corporations were working on it as well, uh, working on a new virtual reality technology at the time. And uh, I followed it. I wasn't an early adopter of the Oculus DK1, Developer Kit 1, uh, or the other one. And I also uh, did not get my hands on any other developer kits from any other companies. But what I could afford and what I could get myself into at the time was just mobile. Um, the, uh, I had a Samsung phone, mm -hmm. an Android Samsung phone, and uh, had a mobile there's a mobile headset rig called the Samsung Gear VR um, that allowed you to have some three-dimensional virtual reality experiences limited, but definitely better than, uh, obviously, the technology back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. um, higher frame rate, better resolution. It can be disorienting. There's a lack of immersion that can happen if you attempt to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, you realize, oh, I'm just I'm just in this this experience this technology, mm -hmm. but at the same time though it was captivating. Mm -hmm. I started um, subjecting everyone I knew, all my friends and family, and uh, even just acquaintances, <laughs> <laughs> uh, work coworkers as well, uh, to the VR experiences. Um, uh, one of the most 
captivating experiences that I got a hold of because I had a very stressful work life at the time. Mm-hmm. No offense to my previous employer. It was just a stressful time mm-hmm. uh, in the industry. Um, but I, I found a just this five-minute zen beach experience. Mm. Totally like not realistic graphics or anything like that, but it just it convinces your brain that you're away somewhere else. Put mm. headphones on. Yeah, and just music. watch this fake sunset mm. <laughs> and moonrise on a fake beach. Um, nice. Uh, but good calming sounds going mm-hmm. with it. And I was able to just, uh, you know, have a, a mindful experience, meditate a little bit, get escape from the day. And I would, I would use that pretty much on a daily basis in the middle of my workday. You know? Nice. That's mindfulness via virtual reality. I've always thought in the future... It would be more common for the guy who works in a factory, let's say, and he comes home to his high-rise apartment. He probably doesn't make enough money to go on a beach vacation ever, and he just is surrounded by four walls, maybe a little window, and it's kind of depressing. Well, if he can put on a virtual reality headset with headphones, and now, as realistic as it is now, like at platforms, experience just what you're talking about, what a great stress reliever you know what a great therapy for someone okay so continue on bring us from that point to where you are now yeah so i got hooked in that manner um i also did demo i talked my way into demoing an augmented reality experience at the mm-hmm. microsoft hololens found that a little bit less compelling because i was more interested in that fantastical experience where you're immersed into something mm-hmm. so i pre-ordered the htc vive Um, A company named Valve developed a software, mostly gaming distribution channel called Steam. And then they also, as uh, the Oculus Rift started being developed, was purchased by Facebook. All that was happening. Also, uh, Valve was developing their Steam VR, which is, in my opinion, a better platform because though it's not open source. Uh, Steam VR is not open source. They have a lot of uh, open APIs that they do not charge third-party vendors to utilize. So it's a way more open system. I think we're going to see a lot more advancement on that side of things. And listeners, just so you know, when he says Steam, he is in no way referring to the Steamit platform. This is completely different. This is pre-Steamit. This is the Steam that has to do with what he's talking about um, with gaming specifically. So please continue. Yeah. Um, And so Steam VR is the platform we use at platforms. But so I pre-ordered the HTC Vive. That's the, the hardware that is that is um, the primary hardware that people use on Steam VR, um, and I uh, continued to subject my family and friends. And really, though, as soon as I got into this high-end computer-based virtual reality, mm-hmm. it opened my eyes up in a way that I didn't really think was, even though I was very interested in it, opened my eyes up in a way that I didn't even think was possible after having experienced the mobile VR. I was kind of preparing myself for a little bit of a letdown, but man, I mean, just even the opening demonstration, the introduction, the tutorial that they take you through, just fantastic experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you grab these controllers 
and then you see them represented in virtual space and the tracking is so true just seeing that representation of either the controllers you're holding or by uh, reverse uh, kinematics seeing your hands represented mm-hmm. feeling like you can interact with this with this world i remember the first time i went into a mall and they had these things at the microsoft store and i don't remember if it was oculus or what i tried it on and as soon as you put it on you're standing in this stadium and i looked way up and you know a hundred feet up there are these lights and i'm in this dome and just the feeling of being able to turn to my left and my right and then turn all the way around and see everything around me in that dome and to see my controllers there just the feeling of it is extraordinary if you mm-hmm. for people who've never tried it before you even start an experience that alone is is uh life-changing for me honestly feeling that scale yeah uh, that they're able to uh trick your mind into feeling yeah uh with stereoscopic 3d in your face and in it and they use these lenses to wrap the image around your uh your field of view it's not a true human field of view but you you lose yourself in it you you absolutely totally forget that you've got these kind of goggles on if you will and then after you feel that scale, you feel that you're in that world, then when they let you um, explode um, confetti out of the controllers yes, and uh, blow blow up balloons and, and bump the balloons up into space and all that kind of stuff, it's just, it's wild. It is wild. It's, it's hard to believe it's happening, but when you're in it, it seems so real that, that I mean, really, honestly, I was shocked that it looked that real that I was really right there. Mm-hmm. So let's jump ahead to, to platforms. So you're turning all your friends and family onto this VR because you're fascinated by it. And you're starting to think, well, this is a good time for a venue to be open where people can come and they can experience this just as they would in the old days, go and play a pinball game, Mm -hmm. right? Or, you know, a Pac-Man. So what prompted you to make this move? Again, it did really start with, with just my own fascination with it and continually subjecting others to it and wanting to do that. I had a passion for, um, figuring out how it could be useful in my own industry. Mm -hmm. So I was in general contracting and I was attempting to figure out how we could become more efficient or have better uh, sales volume by uh, using interior design applications uh, and bringing people in for, uh, you know, if they're going to do a remodel, we use an interior design application and throw them into a virtual representation of what their kitchen could look like mm-hmm. or uh, what their new bathroom could look like. Um, and uh, and I didn't really get to make any progress with that, um, understandably so. It, it just did not fit our business model. Um, uh, but, but I just, I, I really needed to interact with this in... Um, uh, in some way, shape, or form as a career. Mm-hmm. So um, I started to work with just the idea of a virtual reality arcade. Mm-hmm. Those were popping up um, in different spaces uh, through the nation, uh, internationally as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I started with that. 
the model was just simply virtual reality arcade. People come in, they pay, you know, per minute, per hour to play VR, and mm -hmm. it's a good, good fun experience. Um, and then I started to expand the idea. I, I'm a gamer already. I have been, um, you know, since I was a little, little kid. And I started to expand the idea because I wanted to create something that was a little bit more of a, a community-driven business, mm -hmm. one that fosters a community around this subject uh, of video gaming, of uh, modern mixed-media experiences, uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, mixed reality in general. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then continued to expand the idea even further into um, what we have not yet developed, but intend to at some point, um, a, an art gallery for modern mixed media uh, mediums. So, so, so uh, video, augmented reality, virtual reality, there's a, there's a ton of really uh, compelling stuff that's out there that's been created that never could have existed before this technology uh, was created. One example which you've experienced is that Blurtasia. It's big, fantastic. Big sculpture is a psychedelic sculpture that they claim the scale is approximately the height of the Empire State Building. I'm not mm. sure if that's 100% accurate, but it's big. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you're able to just fly around and get lost in it. Another potential Zen experience or mindfulness experience for someone. I've loved it when I've done that and there's a little bit of a sense of vertigo for me because you're flying around mm -hmm. and you can fly above the thing and look back and then you can fly down into it. And what I love is getting close up to the colors that are swirling um, as they would if you mixed different colors, um, watercolors on a palette, mm -hmm. or as you would see an oil spill on the top of water. But I can get right up close to those colors and put my eyes, you know, and I have the headset on, of course, right next to the colors, just what feels like a fragment of an inch away. And I can see the colors, the details of the colors running like little rivulets, like little waterways. And it's just amazing the detail of that, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that the experience isn't designed for that, but I cannot help whenever I've been over at platforms and I've gotten into a virtual reality experience, I cannot help but to pick up objects like the, there's one it's in the archery game where at one point there's this big book you get to open and thumb through and there's this hourglass that's there and as you touch it it spins but you can also pick it up and I held it close to my face and I could see the wood grain and I thought this is amazing the detail that they can get when I'm looking at it this close up so tell our listeners if you would bring them into platforms so Give us a virtual tour here. This is all just audio, but give us a virtual tour. Imagine that you're bringing someone who's never been into platforms before, never been into a virtual reality gaming cafe before. Imagine they walk in the front door, walk them through what they will experience, what they'll get to see first, what you have to offer there at platforms. Okay. Yeah. As, as soon as someone walks through the door, either... Uh, me or Aiden sometimes would uh, greet them very quickly. And uh, wait, we're gonna have to pause here because we've got to talk about Aiden a little bit. Oh yes, <laughs> Aiden. That guy. Now, he's just a virtual character. He's not real, is he? Uh, he's our AI. <laughs> That's it. it works for him. AI Dan. A I D A N. Oh, that does. Wow. Oh my gosh. I I'm gonna. If... I'm gonna use that. 
quite often now, I think. But Aiden, for real, tell us who Aiden is. Aiden is my business partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is considered the GM of platforms. Mm-hmm. And uh, truthfully, we we trade responsibilities back and forth like it's nobody's business. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're doing everything together. He's involved in the marketing side of things as well as me. He's involved in the uh, development side of things as well as me. So He's also your nephew, you yes, don't mind me saying? he is. He cool. is my nephew. I, I trusted my early 20s nephew to be my business partner. He's a very smart individual. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, arguably wise for his age, maybe. Absolutely. That's uh, not Absolutely just wise. Smart. I agree. He and I, maybe both of us, would be walking up to a person, not intimidatingly so, but just walking up and giving someone a friendly, uh, warm welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want it to feel like you're being invited into a, a, a big living space almost. Mm-hmm. Um, the aesthetic of the place is kind of, um, uh, I would say, industrial loft, but mm-hmm. we have very comfortable couches, uh, mm-hmm. plenty of space to sit and just relax and enjoy yourself, uh, use our very good Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. um, but as soon as someone comes in, I generally ask them how they heard about us. Uh, I'm interested in that both from a business standpoint, just figuring out where I'm actually, uh, from where I am actually attracting people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the other reason I would ask that question is because it's generally going to tell me what their interests are if they heard about me from a particular ad, um, uh, something I posted on Instagram or Facebook or other social media, Mm -hmm. then that maybe tells me that they are more of a pc and console gamer um or they are a person that either has already experienced virtual reality or this is going to be their first experience and that's what intrigued them Mm -hmm. um and uh once once i determine that then i usually take them on a real tour of the place uh we tend to start with the vr side of things Mm -hmm. um i think it's pretty uh, pretty fun to show people how big the virtual reality spaces are. Mm-hmm. Um, so take us on the tour, if you yeah. Will. The standard. Uh, so so we have eight standard VR bays. Mm-hmm. Um, they are approximately twelve by thirteen, mm-hmm. uh, twelve by twelve, twelve by thirteen feet. Um, and each one of them has an HTC Vive with very good cable management overhead, so that you're not tripping over the cable. Um, and uh, you can play local games, uh, just a single-player game. You can play online games by yourself with, uh, with multiplayer online experiences. Mm-hmm. You can also play local co-op and local multiplayer, which would mean that multiple people, if you bring a group, can get into VR bays all at the same time and play with or against each other in a number of different experiences and they're the the experiences are varied um from the art piece that we discussed blortasia to uh, google earth where you can just explore the whole world oh yeah uh they've done a fantastic job with that with that's that really experience. cool to more of action shooter experiences uh some more like sports competitive experiences Mm-hmm. The uh, goal goaltending game that we have, um, and then there's another game that is on the opposite side of soccer, where you're doing a header into the goal, and it is such a fantastic, like, comical experience. 
they add a lot of comedy to that game. I did that. I uh, love Headmaster is what it's called. Yeah, that was fun. Um, and uh, and so the, there's just tons of different opportunities. Whether you come as an individual uh, or you come as a group, um, it's I I find it uh, that a lot of times groups will get a single bay, single VR bay, and the uh, they will trade out and watch each other because it's so entertaining to watch what the other person is doing. You mm-hmm. generally see a first person's perspective um, on our projection screen in each of the games while your your friend or family member is in virtual reality. You see their perspective as they are doing things so you can see their hand interactions and everything. Right, and listeners, just so you know, those are big screens that you can look mm-hmm. up at and uh, like he said, you can watch what your friends are doing and it, it's comical but it's also really interesting to see what they're seeing in the virtual reality and if you haven't done virtual reality or if you show up at platforms and, and you're watching it on the screen you think yeah that's pretty cool it looks like a video game or it looks like a whatever it's not until you put the headset on and you're in there that you actually understand how truly cool it is where maybe you're standing in a room and there's a desk in front of you and there are these cool objects and you get to go and look at these objects and you know work with these objects or do certain things that make other things happen. I've had some uh, VR experiences there. What was the one I was... The puzzle a, solving adventure. Well, the one was a, the one I was in a like a space station, right? Oh yes. And I was downward I was, spiral. Yeah, and I was weightless, long. and I'm, I'm I'm moving myself through these corridors, and I have to figure out where to go next. And I'm wanting to go through this door, this airlock, and that airlock through these corridors. And finally, I open one airlock, and it opens up into this massive arena the giant sphere the giant sphere i'm in and little did i know that these other small little spheres are gonna come shoot at me robots robots are gonna come shoot at me in a little bit i'm really enjoying just flying around this (laughs) sphere and looking at all the cool things and testing out my gun but yeah it was crazy it it, uh, i came home and i dreamt of it that night i was like man i felt like i was still there it was really neat but tell our listeners if you would about the one um, physics experience that I always go back to and always tell people to check out because I love it so much. What's that called? Awaken. Awaken. Tell us about that. So it's a it's a physics based puzzle game uh, where you're attempting to use a uh, a finite set of tools. Like each level will give you um, a a chute or a trampoline. Um, or the, the other like roller coaster looking rails thing that you can kind of morph and shape um, to guide uh, these glowing spheres into a portal. Mm-hmm. And it's three-dimensional. You have the ability to navigate all around this very large space uh, to get different perspectives. And, and, you know, sometimes you're coming really close in to see like what why is this angle wrong on this shoot it doesn't make any sense to me and then you catch it you realize it needs to be rotated you know on this axis instead of that axis Mm -hmm. uh it's it's a whole lot of fun and on top of that it's such a fantastic um art style that they've implemented Mm -hmm. and there's this overwatcher character um that that reacts as you solve the different puzzles gets further and further involved this giant fox that's there in the distance and the the virtual world that you're in when you look around is really compelling and you know it's hard to describe when you see these little 
glowing orbs coming out of this machine and they're just falling into the air and you realize okay i've got to go pick up this like angle iron chute and i've got to set it up mm -hmm. next to it and the glowing orb will come down the chute will roll down the chute and then you've got to take this little trampoline that's like a large dinner plate and set it in such a way that the orb the ball is going to bounce off of that and it gets more and more complicated as you go but when you're in it you're really in it and it's it's so compelling because it just looks so real like you're really doing it i just love that it's the reason that i encourage um that this that experience in particular and some of the others we've discussed are the reason that i encourage people who are not quote gamers mm -hmm. to come and try virtual reality because it allows you to interact with an experience that feels so much less like a game and so much more like um you're really living some scenario like you're hang gliding that's yes, not it's not a game gliding. really but you're hang gliding over these you get to choose these different islands and once you're there you're hang gliding over these islands and it's it's thrilling mm -hmm. and it's gamified i mean you're you're go trying to fly through these hoops these, yes these rings that are floating in the air yep but there's also there are dolphins jumping out of the water when you get down close to the water. There are yep. uh, there's a volcano that eventually yep. erupts. Uh, there's all this stuff going on around you that makes you just feel like you're you're living out a fantastical scene in a movie or something like that. Oh yeah, it's your own little short story that you're creating mm -hmm. uh, with your interaction in whatever experience it is. It is so much more than gaming because I am not into gaming i'm 54 years old and i grew up you know I, we played a few games growing up but i just wasn't into it for whatever reason i think maybe my parents just didn't buy that equipment i have no idea but also i'm a little bit of a different generation than you are and having not grown up in it i don't have a strong interest in shoot 'em up games although i will say that for the first time the other night when i was there i decided to play the zombie game <laughs> and where I, <laughs> I'd been watching people play it, I'm like, I'm not going to play that game. It looks, you know, scary and ridiculous, and I'm not into shoot 'em up stuff. But once I got in there, man, <laughs> found out how to open those trunks of those cars and get the ammo out and get my ammo belt loaded yeah. and get the magazines in the gun. It was pretty fun blowing those zombies away, man. And now you know how to survive the zombie apocalypse, right? Exactly, man. <laughs> I'm well prepared. And that's a, that's a great example of the local cooperative gameplay that you can do. Mm -hmm. You can get two people in and cooperating with each other in that game. I would consider that actually a very good team-building experience. Mm. You bring a corporate team in mm -hmm. and subject people that maybe don't normally interact with each other in a cooperative manner in the workspace, mm. subject them to that experience. And it's a test of test of how they can communicate with each other. Sometimes it's also a test of the relationship, the personal relationship. Mm -hmm. I've seen that maybe not with the, uh, um, you know, companies coming in, but uh, a boyfriend, girlfriend situation <laughs> where the test of their relationship really was at at its um you know peak inside of that game and they had a great time but i could t i could see some of those um dynamics you know, yeah some of that coming out uh how That's... how they how they um interact with each other in general yeah uh was not aggravated but definitely accelerated into in this experience right accelerated and tested in some ways yes 
That's fascinating. So um, you have these bays. How many different bays do you have for the VR experience? So eight standard bays that we've already discussed. And then uh -huh. the two other virtual reality bays are what we call our premium bays. Mm -hmm. um, they have a slightly higher end um, headset. So the, the piece that you put on your face that makes you see stereoscopic 3D. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're, the bays are 15 feet by 15 feet for mm -hmm. that person that's playing in VR. And then we also have a big couch and a big TV that allows for asymmetric interaction from the audience to the person in VR. Mm -hmm. There are a number of games where the audience is taking up controllers, gaming controllers, mm -hmm. and they're competing against the person in VR. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a, the, the two games in particular, you're, you're able to... Uh, fight against the person in VR and make it like a king of the hill experience where mm -hmm. whoever takes out the guy and the guy or gal in VR gets to take their spot. You know, it's like you're competing to be able to get into the VR headset. Um, or if you want to be fair about it, just, you know, take turns. <laughs> right, right. But it's tons of fun. Uh, I finally did that one. It was great. And I, I got to be King Kong. Yes. Right. And the tanks and the planes are coming at me and you can pick From up buildings everywhere. and you can pick up everything and throw them, throw it at them. And um, I, I actually got slaughtered. I didn't do very well <laughs> for the guys on the couch that were with their little controllers. But, uh, but it's then high I, action. It's if, high if action. If people aren't taking, you know, taking it easy on somebody the first time, it can be overwhelming. But oh, in, yeah. in a, in a, in a very fun way. It's like, oh, yeah. oh my goodness, they're coming from everywhere. And it's, um, you know, it's very cartoony, so it's, it doesn't feel scary no. or anything. It's, it, you know, it's um, the animation style doesn't make you feel like you're really getting shot by missiles or something like that. No. It's, um, it's just fun. Yeah, it's just a whole lot of fun. And then uh, upstairs. Upstairs and, and also in oh, the back a the little back, bit. Yes. We have from classic consoles my original nintendo 64 is there nice. uh, nes and super nes um and then modern consoles we have playstations and xboxes on really nice uh 4k tvs we've got some premium equipment for gamers to come in mm -hmm. and uh, all the console stations are actually a, a, a couch in front of a tv so it's truly that living room experience. That's one of the things that I wanted to recreate mm -hmm. in this space was the kind of fun that I had with all of my friends growing up in uh, middle school, high school, college, where we would all gather in somebody's living room or basement or something and get on a couch and uh, eat some good food and, and play games for a while and, you know, elbow each other whenever we beat each other, mm -hmm. but have that human experience yeah um, as opposed to uh kind of an anonymous online experience mm -hmm. and then we also have very high-end uh pcs uh, mm -hmm. computers for gaming mm -hmm. um they're basically the same same computers that are used for virtual reality pretty much the exact same hardware as mm -hmm. what we have um in the pc gaming space and very nice monitors uh, but that space is used for just casual gaming. Mm. Uh, we have a membership program, and mm -hmm. it's very affordable. It gives you a whole lot. People come in and have a pizza, drink a soda, maybe drink a beer or two, and just plop down on a couch or in one of the gaming chairs for the PCs and, and just have a fun time. And quite often, people are meeting each other. Um, uh, you know, community is being built 
mm-hmm. by having a space that more than one person can come into and interact uh, both in the games and just in conversation in general. Yeah. Um, and then those spaces are also used for um, some friendly, casual, competitive play. So we have weekly events mm-hmm. uh, where people come in for specific types of games um, on Friday nights. It's fighting games like Street Fighter. Every, okay. Generally, people know that game, Super mm-hmm. Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a long, long list of other fighting games, but that's a very popular one. Okay. Um and uh, we also have another competitive event for Mario Kart, uh, mm. which is it's a silly racing battle game with all the uh, Super Mario characters, um, and they've got a brand new version of it that's very popular. Cool. Um, Rocket League is is soccer with cars, so you're using a car that has like jets that you can fly with and stuff like that to uh, guide a giant ball into a goal like a soccer game wow um and it's a very interesting competitive e-sport that's cool and we've had a great response uh to that game in particular and we're also cultivating other types of events that will involve the entire space okay um movie and other types of viewing experiences Mm -hmm. where you can be gaming and then watching the watching whatever it is uh some sort of live stream or or a movie or something like that uh live music we're definitely going to involve Mm -hmm. um we have not yet announced it as of this recording Mm -hmm. but probably by the time you release it well i will have announced um on uh, september 15th we are going to have a release party for an independent game developer that created a vir- virtual reality game okay called chop it okay um, and it is uh, it's it's in a genre called beat map games where okay. you are played a song and some sort of objects are flying towards you that mm-hmm. you have to hit or do something with to the beat so you match the mm-hmm. beat um, with your interaction. Nice. Um, and it's uh, it's competitive in that you get a higher score for hitting it better on the beat and everything. Nice. And I, I love this game so much out of all the beat map games because it's got this, um, the theme is like funky disco um, uh, martial arts dojo. Nice. And you have this <laughs> sensei with an afro uh, <laughs> and, and sunglasses on um, throwing these wood blocks at you that you have to chop. So chop it. You have chop to it. chop the, chop them. And he like, uh, the sensei will jump around the dojo. So you have to be turning around and, uh, chopping the block coming from this <laughs> angle and then from up high. And he's just jumping all around. It's, it's a whole lot of fun. That's cool. So chop it, man. That sounds like a great game. What are you guys going to do with it? Yeah. So with the release party, um, we are going to have live music, uh, most likely some of the bands that are featured in the game that the local indie developer has a relationship with oh, here, here cool. in town. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, and, and of course, feature the game, have everyone come and, and play the game and, um, you know, just all the different things that you can do uh, at, in our space, but as a big fun party event. Nice. So you guys offer food there as well and beer on tap, craft beer on tap, sodas, 
Um, what kind of sodas are they? I can't remember. Uh, Sprecher. Sprecher, yeah. The, yeah such, Fantastic. Such good soda. Root beer and uh, cream sodas. And then you guys uh, offer also some delectable treats from Sweet 16 Bakery over here on the east side, right? Yes, they make some delicious stuff that we feature. Lasagna? Uh, yes, and we take their lasagna and we twice bake it, add a little bit of our own our own spin to it, you know? Nice. Um, and uh, we make, make pizza fresh. Uh, mm-hmm. We just started offering... Uh, chicken soft tacos, mango, peach, habanero, chicken soft tacos. And I had them. We're just going to create more and more stuff. I think Aiden uh, has a has a culinary yes um, uh, <laughs> gene gene in him. He he's uh, pretty creative. I've got the aesthetic side of things, so I add some aesthetic appeal to the food that we create. So, listeners, in case you're wondering why I am here today talking with Luke, the owner of Platforms Virtual Reality and Gaming Cafe, it's because Platforms now accepts Bitcoin payment. I was talking with Luke when I just came by Platforms one day, found out about it, and was very excited, went by and met those guys, and suggested that they accept Bitcoin. And I said, well, what about if we have our regular Tuesday night Bitcoins and beer, which we normally hold up at the Village Pub and Beer Garden uh, in Riverside Village? What if we have this here for a month? And he said, that sounds fantastic. And I said, well, there's one catch. I would love it if you guys would accept Bitcoin so the guys can come in and they can pay using their smartphones. They can pay for beer, for virtual reality experiences, for pizza, with Bitcoin right there. He's got the point of sale. You're using BitPay for your point That's of correct. sale? How's that It working? wasn't a hard sell at all. It's very easy to use. Um, we've seen the transactions go quite quickly mm-hmm. um, each time that someone has, has chosen to pay through uh, Bitcoin. My only history with cryptocurrency is that as I did start purchasing all of these computing devices, all this computer equipment, I had considered and still am considering maybe even mining Mm -hmm. um, and that being my uh, way into investing in cryptocurrency. But I've not done tons of research yet and I'm glad to have the group coming every Tuesday night because I'm able to glean a little bit more uh, from them to understand a little bit more where I need to be looking um, and and what may be good opportunity for me to uh, invest in either on the actual cryptocurrency side or in hardware to do some mining. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to be able to provide that. And it's funny to see some are in, very enthusiastic about going ahead and, and spending their cryptocurrency. Some still choose to use uh, cash or other means. And Hey, everybody has their own reasons. They're trying to offload some stuff at that time. That's right. Might as well spend it uh, for a good fun time at platforms. Yep. Or if you're trying to hold on to it because you believe that's the next big uh, currency and you're going to make those millions, (laughs) then uh, give me some dollars. (laughs) That's fine. I'll take USD or Bitcoin or whatever. Yeah, you know, I've always done both. I've always held a little bit of Bitcoin and I've always spent Bitcoin just because I believe in the community. Um, probably if I had just held and had never spent any Bitcoin, 
Uh, well, I mean, for one, I might be homeless because I've used it to pay bills and to help pay my mortgage and all of that over the years, but also just casually to live on when I find a place that accepts Bitcoin on my travels. I'll spend a little bit of Bitcoin to buy a beer or to buy dinner somewhere. It doesn't happen very often. Um, but again, if I had never spent any Bitcoin, I probably would have a fair chunk of Bitcoin and a fair chunk of money because of the value of it now. But uh, regardless, I'm one of those people who believes that we should, if you have a little bit of Bitcoin and there's a business, a local business that accepts Bitcoin, go spend a little bit of Bitcoin there. And, you know, again, like you said, if you want to hold it, you spend your U.S. dollars. So listeners, I would definitely, uh, whether you're into Bitcoin or not, I assume most of you are, but I would definitely make a trip to Nashville, or if you're in Nashville, make a trip to Platforms. You can join us there Tuesday nights from 7 to 10 p.m. If you show up, Satoshi will buy you a beer. He might also help fund a virtual reality experience for you. But regardless, show up to platforms, whether it's a Tuesday night for the Bitcoins and beer or any other night. Tell us your hours, if you would. The hours are fantastic. And tell us what days you're open and tell us one more time about your weekly events. And then finally, tell us how we can find you online. Okay. Yeah, come over to platforms and spend your virtual currency on some virtual experiences. Nice. <laughs> uh, we are open Tuesday through Sunday, mm-hmm. so we're only closed on Mondays. And it's 12 p.m. to 12 midnight each of those days. Mm-hmm. Our weekly events would include the casual competitive games that I already spoke about. We also have a monthly meeting with a local nonprofit group that is um, working to improve the esports um, industry here in Nashville to develop it. Um, and uh, that's been a whole lot of fun. This last time we had a panel of people that are in esports in one way or another, and uh, just the audience was asking them questions about how to get into esports, what's the future of esports in this area. Um, and, uh, we also intend to develop more, uh, casual fun events that, uh, it'd be hard to describe them right now because they are very much, um, in the, in the initial stages, mm-hmm. um, where to find us. Um, our URL, our website is platforms.games. There is no.com on the end of it. Um, uh, you can also find us specifically if you're looking for virtual reality if you type in enter.games into your browser um, so www.platforms.games mm-hmm. and www.enter.games um, both of those will direct you to our website and from there you can find us um, on a uh, find links to a number of different social media platforms that we uh, basically all of them (laughs) that we are involved in, uh, from YouTube and Twitter and Twitch to Instagram and Facebook. Um, and in fact, if you intend to become involved in the community that is arising, uh, from this business, I would, I would direct most people towards Facebook. Uh, it is, is a good way, um, to see what kind of events we're planning. We put out Uh, polls to the community of like, hey, what's the next thing you want to do here? What do you want to try to do? Um, I also attempted to use meetup.com in that manner, but found it uh, somewhat lacking on the interaction side of things. The messaging is 
just a little bit lackluster. Meetup Meetup has some uh, has some issues, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, physically, I appreciate that it exists. Definitely. Yeah, it, it's it's been a, a lot it's of been people a, have found me through that. A lot of people have done a lot of great things through Meetup, and I just look forward to a decentralized form of Meetup that comes along that supplants Meetup, so that we can have a better meetup platform but yeah i've used it many times it's it's brought a lot of us together here in the bitcoin community in nashville and you know um a call out to other people in the bitcoin community here in nashville we have btc media Um, i have not seen any of you btc media guys over at platforms yet for our tuesday night bitcoins and beer would love to see you guys over there Um, btc media is a fantastic business here in nashville run by david bailey and his crew of it's like an army of millennials over there at btc media come by guys please we really want to see you there turn you on to some virtual reality experiences and satoshi wants to buy you a beer and then the other guys here in town from hashed health john bass and those guys giles ward guys please come by and join us we would love to see you there loosen your ties i love the hashed health guys even though they're the half windsor guys my generation we knew how to tie a half windsor and a full windsor i think those guys only tie the half windsor so they're half windsor shy of a full windsor but that's okay i love you guys at hashed health please come by platforms and join us for a night of virtual reality and also every tuesday ongoing until the end of time bitcoins and beer here in east nashville um luke tell our listeners finally how they can find you here in nashville where are you here in nashville in the real world where are you we are at 801 second avenue south which is directly off of i-40 exit 210 i believe Uh, hopefully i'm not wrong on that um across from the howard school mm-hmm. uh county clerk building etc uh they are we're, we're facing the codes building so that was always entertaining when we were <laughs> going through our build out process i just <laughs> walk across the street um pretty convenient and also if uh as another landmark that's close by if you know third and lindsley the music venue we are in the same building complex just facing the opposite direction facing second and ash mm-hmm. maybe i should have called myself second and ash vr no, I like platforms. And so listeners, <laughs> listeners, if you can make it over to 3rd and Lindsley, which is very easy to get to the back of 3rd and Lindsley, there's an alley and that is the same alley shared by the back of platforms. So you can't miss it. Luke, thank you so much for being here with us today on Bitcoins and Gravy and for telling us about platforms. I'm so excited that you're here in Nashville, that we have such an amazing virtual reality and gaming cafe right here in Music City. Thank you so much for taking time to join us on the show today. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, It's an honor to be recognized uh, in this manner, and uh, I, I really hope to see more of the Bitcoins and Beer group uh, they're such a fun group. We've had <laughs> some great times so far in and out of VR um, and, and other gaming while they're there. Um, and uh, hey, I take recommendations as far as our beer selection. Let me know if your favorite beer is not there. Nice. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'll probably enjoy uh, trying it if it's something I haven't had personally before. These guys are very accommodating and we appreciate that. Yes. I wouldn't call myself a Cicerone or anything, but... Uh, uh, I, I definitely enjoy a good good craft beer. So um. Nice. Me too. All right, listeners, you've been listening to Luke Sykes, the owner of Platforms here in Nashville. Thanks so much, Luke. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye. 
I'd like to thank my guest on today's show, Luke Sykes, the co-owner of Platforms Virtual Reality and Gaming Cafe right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Luke and Aiden, congratulations, guys, on your new business, and congratulations also on being one of the few businesses here in Nashville to accept Bitcoin payments. Thanks also for the great food, the excellent craft beer, and mostly for being the coolest geeks I know. This episode of Bitcoins and Gravy was brought to you by our good friends over at Davidson Farmers Co-op at 3511 Dickerson Pike here in East Nashville. Whether it's high-quality blue fescue grass seed you need for your sad-looking lawn, a rain slicker to keep your wife dry, or pet supplies for your favorite pup, Davidson Farmers Cooperative on Dickerson Pike has it. And finally, I'd like to thank my loyal listeners, that's you, for tuning in and for giving me your thoughtful feedback about the show. Your comments in the show notes are always appreciated, as are the tips that you send to my Bitcoin wallet. I'm a hardworking guy with two jobs and without a lot of money, so every little bit counts. Signing off now from Nashville, Tennessee, the Bitcoin blockchain epicenter of the world, I'm John Barrett, the host of Bitcoins and Gravy, here at the Treehouse Studio with my trusty dog, Maxwell, by my side. Say goodbye, Maxwell. Until next week, friends, remember that the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men and women to do nothing. So do something, y'all, and be proud of it. Go out and help a neighbor. Hold a door open for someone. Look your fellow human beings in the eye and be ready to smile back when they nod and smile at you. Have a good week, everyone. Now climb aboard, y'all. This train is bound for glory. And there's plenty of room for all. Well, Satoshi Nakamoto, that's a name I love to say. And we don't know much about him, but he came to save the day. When he wrote about the way things are and the way things are to be, he gave us all a protocol this world had never seen. Oh, Bitcoin, as you're going into the old blockchain. Oh, Bitcoin, I know you're going to rain, going to rain. Till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your name. told about the death of old Mount Gox, about traders trading altar coins and miners mining blocks. But them good old boys back in Illinois and on down through Tennessee, see they don't care to be a millionaire, they're just wanting to be free. Oh Bitcoin, as you're going into the old blockchain, oh Bitcoin, I know you're going to rain, going to rain, till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your name. A promise to deliver us from age-old tyranny Oh, Bitcoin, as you're going into the old blockchain Oh, Bitcoin, I know you're going to rain, going to rain Till everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows your name
killed. Everybody knows, everybody knows, till everybody knows you. Give me some exposure. Everybody knows your name. Sing it. Oh, Lord, pass me some more. Oh, Lord, before I have to go. Oh, Lord, pass me some more. Oh, Lord, before I Oh, good boy.